What's good? It's your boy Rick. And before this next episode, just want to say um, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, want to thank all my guys who got on here to tell us about their fatherhood experience. Um, it was a good series. Um, on this last episode, it's my pops. He's giving his ex- experience how it was raising me. You know, so he's gonna t- he's gonna tell some good stories. Sit back, relax. Just want to say happy Father's Day to him, and I hope y'all enjoyed this last episode, and I hope y'all enjoyed this series. And to all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. So welcome to another episode of the Fire Mike Podcast. It's your boy Rick, and um, for the last part of the fatherhood series, I got the. The one and only, the original, with me today. Go ahead, introduce yourself. My name is Ricky McGee. Your da- your daddy, <laughs> <laughs> best, a <laughs> good. All right, man. So, uh, you know, tell me a little about a little bit about yourself. How it all started? It all started uh, when I was well. I was from originally from Tuscaloosa. Joined the military and married your mama. Then went to Germany. She came over to Germany after she finished college. Then we, you were born in Germany, so then your brother was born in Kansas. All right. So how how was it, uh, like, having kids and moving around with the military? Uh, first, it was nervous. Didn't know anything about fatherhood being a father or anything like that. It's not a book out there written to be a father. Just nervous and wondering whether I'll be a good father, bad father, or what. And so, it was just nervous. No, I was on the sermon. So, I, so I guess the first thoughts when you found out, you was just nervous? Yeah, just nervous. But when I found out, when she told me she was pregnant, then I, I was just in shock. And I thought, okay, now... Now what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so how how was it raising me and my brother? Well, raising you and your brother. Well, when you were born, it was like you was born in Germany. So, actually, when you were born, it was like it. we went to what they call a dispensary round. One o'clock in the morning in uh, Germany. Then they, from there, they sent us to Frankfurt to the hospital where you were born in. And it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. You were born 7 o'clock in the morning. And so it was like nerve racing. Then when you came, when you appeared, the doctor asked me to cut your cord. I said, <laughs> no. Nah. I said, no, go ahead. I was hot, sweaty. <laughs> And then, so, it was like, it was wonderful seeing that happening. But at the same time, still nervous because at the same time, it was a Monday morning. And so, I had to spoke been at work, but I couldn't go to work because at that time, then I could go back, had to go, go to the car, get the stuff, what we had for your mother. Bring it in, as she had you then, cause 
during that time, it's like in Germany, the kid you have more than one woman in each room, so it's it divided, you know. So when they having it, it just happened, and so I had to go get her stuff. Still got the gown from the time you were born over to at your mother, and uh, it was just strange. Then I had to leave her, then go to work. Cause like in in Germany, you you stay on alert or something like that, so you be prepared, and that was difficult. And plus, we lived what we call the economy. We didn't live on posts or nothing like that. We lived on the economy, and so that was the. It was just trying to adjust to being a a father, then plus being a soldier, being in charge of soldiers and. Everything hit you at once, and you just had to adjust to it. Okay. So it sounded like it was quite the adjustment. Yeah, basically it was an adjustment. Then after after that, she, she left with you to come back to the state. And so she was, at that time, she was pregnant with Brian. So we ended up going to Kansas. But at first we went to, we came home, then... We went to Kansas from from home. Then once we got to Kansas, when Brian was born, Brian was like, I was on, matter of fact, I was on duty that, that night. And she called me and told me that I had to leave duty. And so take her to the hospital. But she didn't, at that time, her sister was there with you. And so... Once I took her to the hospital, it wasn't time. So once I got up, woke up, because I was up all night. Then when I went, came home, went back to sleep, we went walking that night, water burst. Then I had to take her back to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the hospital, that's when Brian was born. And so it was like the same thing, you know. But I wasn't expecting... It didn't happen that quick. It did, and, and that was the end of it. I just say no more. <laughs> and so then, so after that, it was like it was just a challenge, just because we lived on the economy in Kansas till we moved into the on post in the housing area. It was a lot better then because she, the neighbors and stuff, and she knew, you know, started knowing people around there. Then. Because when Brian was born, it was like, for instance, uh, ter- ter- your aunt Teresa was down there keeping you until Renee. Because they don't stay; they didn't stay in the hospital no more than two days. Because she had natural childbirth, so. Gotcha. And, okay. okay. So, um, so how how was life with a newborn? Well, with you. We always, we had a swing set. We kept in the bedroom because we were living on the economy then. Then, so, we just stick you in, stick you in, stick you in the, in the, uh, stick you in the swing. And, uh, and then once we stick you in the swing, you just go to sleep. And so it wasn't really no big problem with you or either, Brian, because pretty much I was, I always had to go to work. I was, and she was at home. 
and she took care of most of the stuff because she was just she was mainly at home and and so she didn't work. But it was like a lot of times it it just depends. And like once y'all once that happens, you know it it didn't really affect me that much because I always had to get up anyway. So yeah, I I remember um. When I was in elementary school, I used to get up with you when, yeah. you, when you got ready to go to work, and I would just sit down until uh, mom got up. Yeah, that's when we was in uh, New York. And then sometimes you would come come upstairs. I'd pull off my uniform. You want to put it on and and do all that stuff. Brian was the light. He was the type that all, you always entice him to <laughs> do stuff and see can he get away with it. <laughs> and so Brian always was the one when y'all was in, we were living in New York. Brian was always the one getting in trouble because you entice him to do stuff and he go try to do it and see can he get away with it. And if he get away with it, then you figure I can get away with it too. <laughs> and so that's how that works. Uh, that, that's what older brothers do, man. Uh, you know? <laughs> And and a lot of times it's like that's what we, that's what a lot a lot of growing after after y'all turned about two, two to three years old, it wasn't really that hard after that. It was just mostly I had to deploy a lot and the quality times I had with y'all, it mean it means a lot. That's what it was mostly the quality time. All right. So was it hard being deployed and away from the family? Yeah, it was hard being deployed and away from the family because you was hoping that nothing happened to the family because a lot of times when being in the military is you being a selfish person and you just could just say, well, I'm gone. But you have to think about, I have to think about you, your mother, and your brother because if I do something wrong, that means you're going to be without anything or less not having certain things. But I had to be strong enough to accept the fact that this was I need to do for for being that father. Okay. Um, let's see. Was, was there any hard part of, like, raising us? The hardest part was was mainly probably being away or deploying. Then, because I remember one time I looked, y'all was staying in here. And so y'all, we was in, uh, and I deployed, I had to go to Korea for a year. Then when I came back home, then y'all looked at me like, who is you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, you had to get to know me all over again. It's like, you know, because y'all was still young. Y'all was about, Four or five, I think. No, I was a little older than that, because you, because y'all had started school here, and so it sometimes, sometimes I, I, because one time I know it was probably when I went to Germany again. Then, you know, I came home and it's like, okay, who is you know, it's just that's the hardest part about raising y'all is it was. It wasn't really hard to me because a lot of times I'd be going, your mother did majority of the work of raising, but I was a disciplinary. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm the one who had to, had to do 
the disciplinary part. And so anytime y'all act up, okay, I'm going to tell your daddy, okay. <laughs> I come and everything straighten up then. Y'all jump to attention and everything else. Y'all be scored away. <laughs> so that's the main th- That word of war. I could be away, talk to you on the phone, you acting up. Hey, you know, know if you acting up, you know what's going to happen. Don't start cr- like <laughs> Brian was acting up, acting out one time. Had to talk to him on the phone. He started crying you know, on the phone before <laughs> I even wasn't even there. So it's just a thing that you have to do and respect and all that stuff. Well, so I always tell people you was always firm but fair. But people think that you were in the house like a drill sergeant. And I always tell people that's the misconception. Because, you know, I don't know, like, everybody think you mean. But I'm like, no, my pops is cool. But, like, at the same time, he's firm but he's fair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, I'm not mean. I just want to be firm because it's it's a thing about discipline. If you don't have discipline... You don't have anything. Because one thing about discipline, I can go out there discipline some of the other kids out there and have discipline on them. And when they grow up to be 20, 30, they still respect me. It's the same way. because But their parents, they may treat them a different way than their parents may say, why you act? Because I discipline him when you're around me. There's certain things I allow and certain things I won't allow. Yeah, I mean, I know that, but I never, I never thought you was mean. But I guess <laughs> the way I look at that, <laughs> yeah, because everybody's like, "Oh, he's so serious." But I'm like, "No, nah, he he's actually not like as serious as everybody think." But also, like I had the same thing. Like I just like if nobody's around us, like we're not gonna be just standing around smiling for no reason, like looking crazy, you know. Yeah. So it's just like a stoic look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, that's what it is. It's mainly just a just a look I have. It. It's like you don't want to, you know, you want to be, you always want to be fair and equal to to the kids. It's always going to be a little uh, tilting toward one or another. It's always going to be that. No matter, no one care who, what they say, what they don't say. It's always going to be like that. Yeah, because, I mean, each kid kid needs something different. Yeah, each kid, every, both of the kids, the kids are different. With Brian, I had to be more more firm with him because he's always like to get in trouble, do stuff. And you, you try to be sneaky and all this stuff. <laughs> and, and y'all both, you know, I could tell you no matter when, not like now. I can tell you when you're lying to me, when you're not lying to me. I know, and I just go along with it. Y'all tell me stuff y'all think I want to hear, but you don't want to tell me the truth because you're just telling me stuff you think I want to hear. But, you know, I may be mad for a few minutes, but I get over it. As long as you're telling me the truth and doing I'm there 110% behind you, supporting you, no matter what it is. Yeah, well, that's yeah. You you've always supported everything because you – no idea has ever been bad. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you got to make mistakes. If you don't make no mistakes, you never learn from anything. Because you're going to make mistakes. If you don't learn from that mistake and constantly make the same mistake over and over again, 
it ain't doing no good. But as you make that mistake and learn from it, it'd be the best thing in the world. Because no matter what you do in life, it's always going to be, you're going to make mistakes as you go along. But do you learn from that mistake? It, everything you do in life is a, you know, a challenge. Yeah, that's true. So I know um, at one point, so you said you were ready to stop at two, but I remember mom told me at one point she wanted six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, she probably did want six, but no, I told her, no, we, I'm cutting it up right then because y'all, y'all was too close together. And so, because you and Brian, they about 18 months apart, so why I'm going to say, oh, that's a whole lot of, <laughs> whole lot of Similex and Pampers and <laughs> and everything else going on. I was like, you had to go ahead and cut it while the cutting was good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just remember she had said that she had wanted six, but, like, you only wanted, you was done after two. Yeah. Okay. Um. So any major lessons from your parents that you use uh, with us? Well, from... For my parents, some lessons I learned is just to, it's just like my father, he always gave us a lounge every, every Friday. It was like for us during that time frame, it was but a quarter. But then it, it's, it's a whole lot to us at that time, you know. But now with y'all, I always gave y'all a lounge. But then everybody to my, oh, your daddy gave you. Oh, okay. Because that's the thing I grew up around. He always gave us allowance. He and plus he always gave us so much money for Christmas and stuff. And so those are things I learned. And, and from my mom, it's like she just was she was strict. And so it was most different. But it's a lot of things. I just sit around and watch my father do different things around. You know, work on cars and stuff like that. Even though he wasn't, he wasn't educated like my mom. My mom had a high school diploma during her time, but my father didn't. But it, with my father, he learned a lot about life with him. He would tell you about different things that goes on in life, and you just you take it in or whatever. You out there in this. Street doing this, doing that, and everything else is. You just it's certain things you learn and as you go along, and you just gravitate, learn as you go. Because, like I said, there ain't no book out there telling you how to raise a kid. Because everybody raised a kid in a different way. I don't believe in standing in the middle of the corner or something like that. For time out. What is time out? <laughs> that they got imaginary toy playing with, <laughs> and so that's their time out. <laughs> did, but did what did they get from? It? They ain't get nothing from it. Yeah. So, so you said grandma was a strict one. Yeah, she was more disciplined. Well, it, her favorite, I figured her favorite was Charlie, uh, my older brother. Okay. And so we just had one sister, and so my daddy was like with. Mostly the girl. And so it was, and Ronnie, they, you know, I was just in the middle. I was just there. <laughs> <laughs> basically, I was just there in between the boys. So I basically, I was just there. But it all turned out great, though. 
Okay. I, I just find it hard to believe how strict grandma was because she, she had no rules with us. <laughs> Grandparents don't have rules with It's just like with BJ. What rules do your mama have with BJ? None. Exactly. What rules she had with y'all? Clean your room. Do this. Don't bounce the ball in the house. Don't do this. BJ can run through the house, bounce the ball, throwing pots, and do all this stuff. But yet it's still... She allowed him to do all this stuff, but she wouldn't allow y'all to do this stuff. And that's that's what grandparents, you spoil them and send them back home. <laughs> that's all you do with it. You spoil them, you send them back home and let them let them uh do what they what they mom and daddy gonna do. I mean I mean the, I guess that's the best part about being a grandparent. You can just send them back. You don't have to worry about them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all you got to do. You spoil them, get them hyped up all day long, send them home. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about it. Uh, and any, any, like, perception, anything you want to touch on fatherhood, like just being known, being father, like like the different worries of everyday life and stuff like that? The only thing you got to worry about being a father is you worry about your kids going out there in the and. Is especially being a black kid, you got to now you have to worry about all this stuff, police stopping them, and because in reality, if you really want to look at it, it's like they don't want you to succeed. They want to see. They think we all fail because as black male, we are we're in a group. We're not individual. We're a group of people. It. One of us go out there, one black kid go out there and do something, all the black kids, they thug, they this and that. They don't have, you know, they judge black kids as a group, individual. But white kids is is just individual. They judge them as individual. But one, even though, you know, I I grew up with white kids and stuff, but yet it's still, it's like, it's, it, it, it ain't, you know, that's just the way society is. It's a society thing. That's the perception they have for for all the, for they assume that that's what we we believe in selling drugs and doing other stuff. We can't be doctors. We can't be lawyers. We can't do be nurses. We can't do any of this stuff. We can't be, but, you know, that's the, that's the only perception they that out there. And when you have something, when you start doing something, it's always going to be criticism. So everybody ain't going to love you. So you might as well just wrap that up. <laughs> and because no matter what you do, somebody going to criticize you for whatever you do in life. So just take it with a grain of salt and keep going. Keep your head up all the time. Keep aiming for the sky and keep going. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's some good advice. How, um, so how, how did it feel when you became a grandfather? Well, I ain't never think I'll be a grandfather. <laughs> be honest, <laughs> y'all wait. He waited till I got sixty, sixty some years old to be a grandfather. So, yeah, but yet it still it feels good to be a grandfather because I sit around when he here. Last time he was here, me and him sit on the back porch, sit in the rocket chair, we rock. Went in the house. He got in my rocket chair, started rocking. Then, so I went sit on the porch. Then I went back in there to get something to drink. He's sitting on the porch watching me. So, 
uh, it makes me feel good that that is he take he's watching me do stuff and he want to emulate me and but like I t- tell you and your brother I say don't don't be like me be better than me that's why I always tell you don't be like just be better than me because you know you always want to strive for better anyway yeah but I mean <clears throat> yeah I mean I get that but the first but the first people we look up to is our parents though you know because those are the first people that we know. Yeah, that's that's it. But you got always got to set that example because I know numerous of times I had to be careful what I do or say around y'all because y'all would say the same thing. Y'all would pick up because I remember this time we was in uh, New York and I went in the refrigerator. I drunk out the <laughs> drunk out the picture of orange juice. Then then you wanted some orange juice. Then you I, I said get thing. a cup. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh, you're pushing away, you wanna drink out the orange juice too, so Yeah, I did the same thing. And yeah. And so it's like it's like those things you you sit back and you watch, then after that it never happened again because I know that y'all watching me and I try to set the fine example around y'all what I do or say around because it ain't like I sit around and I don't knock people who drink who who smoke or whatever. That's their business. But I, that's the thing I never caught a hope to doing. And so, and, and I didn't, you know, if y'all choose to do that when you get grown or whatever, that's y'all business. But, you know, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, cause like like I said, people all thought you were strict. But, like, I tell people all the time, like, y'all never push college or the military on us. Y'all just like, whatever you decide to do, just be the best at it. Oh, yeah. Because I figured, I put, put it like this. Because I, I always tell you, if you're going to be a bomb, be the best bomb out there. <laughs> I don't care what y'all decide to do. I'm going to support you as long as you're doing the right thing. When you stop doing the right thing, I'm going to put my foot on your neck and, you know, straighten you up. Regardless of what you're doing, how old you get, no matter how old you get or whatever you get, I'm still going to be your father. So it, it's, that's what it boiled down to. We could sit around, joke, and act like, but when real time come, real time come. And so that's what you got to do. You got to segregate each one of them from each, everything. You can't be be your kid best friend and all this stuff and hang out and smoke and drink and do all this stuff with them. You can't do that because it ain't no respect in it. No, I understand that. Uh, <clears throat> like I said, you've always been firm and fair. You've never really, like I said, I I never felt like y'all was real strict. Y'all kind of always, uh, I guess, like I never really had like no curfew or anything, but I always told y'all why I was at too, though. You know what I'm saying? And you was just always like, you know, if I needed something, like if I was to go out, drink or whatever, you was all like, just give you a call. Yeah. Never be afraid to call you. Yeah, that's what I say. Because I told you and Brandy, I say, if you get out there, get to drinking, and if y'all decide y'all want to drink, call me. I may be upset for a few minutes, but I'm coming to get you and bring you back home. Make sure you're home safely. But then we would, next morning, we would have a talk about it. And, but, and so... That's the best way to be, but 
you can't sit around and do all these things with your kids and expect for them to respect you. But because they're not going, because they see you doing the same thing they do. And so long as you're doing the same thing, how they going to look up to you and respect you? Because you out there hanging out there with the same thing. And so I can't, you know, that was one thing. We may go to games or have a little thing, cookout or something over here, but we ain't going to be all getting drunk and st stuff like that together. But other than that, it's, that's, how, that's what it is. And so you got to be able to deal with that situation. Got to have a nice balance. Yeah. If you got a good balance and understanding with your kids and everything, else, <clears throat> it's going to be all right. But if you don't, it's a different story. That's why a lot of kids now, they're running wild and stuff because they don't have a good balance with their parents and, and relationship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like, you know, like I said, um, this originated because of a conversation me and you had, you know, mm -hmm. about, like, fathers, you know. I know y'all don't do it for the accolades and stuff like that, but I know at the same time it's good to be recognized. You know, because a lot of times they don't recognize fathers until they're bad or deadbeats. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of fathers, a lot of fathers is, is not really bad or deadbeat. It's just, it's just how they um, had a relationship with the, with the mother or the kid. And so it's, it's like, it's like that a lot of them that look at, life a whole lot different than everybody else look at. Because you think about when he had, if if I go and say, I want to take my kid here, the mother may say, no, I don't want my, girl, my daughter or son around this other woman. Put it like that. But how you know he want his kid around some other guy? And so you got to understand that it ain't like he going to let his kid go out there and get run over but a lot of times you what you read about a lot of times is it's a lot of stepfathers is doing more damage some of them I ain't saying all of them some of them are doing more damage to the kid but you leave your kid with them but it, it's a lot of times that happen but uh, it's a lot of them don't happen to a lot of them take care of take responsibility but then you got it don't take but one person to do one thing wrong, then all of us the same kind of people. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's true. But I mean, like, um, like, like I said, uh, you know, I had did this fatherhood series to you know kind of shine light on like the good fathers, the ones you know they in the home, you know they got good relationships with uh, with the ladies, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it. That's good. That's. Yeah, but you can still be a good father if you're not really in the home. But you, what the kid really wants from a father is not the money. It's not all about the money. It's the quality time you spend with your kid. The time when they live, learn how to ride a bike. The time they learn how to drive a car. First time they go out driving a car. See, a lot of those things, like riding a bike, I, I taught y'all how to do all this. Catch a ball, catch baseball, do that. I I was around for all that. Some of the things I wasn't around because 
my job sent me somewhere else in order for me to miss all of this stuff. And like today, everybody got cameras. You can video and send texts and <laughs> movies and everything else to everybody. But during mine, we didn't have no cell phone. We didn't have no videos. And so when you deploy somewhere in some other country, and, and you don't have no video. Only only way you can talk to them is maybe over to a phone landline or something like that. But now you got all the opportunity in the world to do this. You got videos you can send, show it. It's just like when we was in New York, when you were playing t-ball, it was like I missed y'all championship game. But, in this, you know, y'all told me about it, but it's not like – being there, yeah. watching it, and stuff like that. And so that's a big difference. That quality time means a lot to a kid. They remember more of the quality time than anything else that any father do for Because they don't remember. If you give them $5,000 a, a month or whatever, <laughs> kid ain't going to know. Okay, all the things he know, he got some new shoes <laughs> or he got some new clothes or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, when you spend that quality time, kid, remember the time you disciplined him, time y'all went to the park, y'all went to the carnival or something like that. It's, it's a lot of times when you was young, we went to the carnival, we shot basketball, and, and it's like little stuff like that, Brian, same way. Yeah, I, I remember the first time you took us to um, Pensacola. Me, you took me and Brian to Pensacola. That was like one of like you was you know you was telling us like it's good to get out, travel, see things. He was like, you ain't got to spend a lot of money to like enjoy yourself and travel. So I've always lived like that since I got grown. <laughs> Yo, that's that's it. That's why I tell you. That's why I tried to get Brian to do more so. More than he he was doing, because I noticed that you and your boys was always going to Florida, y'all going to Texas, y'all going Louisiana, y'all going here, y'all going to watch this game. But then I tried to say, Brian, why don't you go with? I give you the money to go with them. But Brian said, No. Then all of a sudden, he did it one time with y'all. Y'all couldn't hold him back. Couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't tell him nothing. He went to uh, Daytona with us. Yeah, when he went to Daytona with y'all, and after the, he went to Daytona, then it, it was all over with then. And he he started like a travel. Then, I, then after that, about I guess a few years later, him and Shaquille met, and they would start going to her parents used to take them all over. Cause we always when we was in New York, we went to we traveled to Canada. We always go to Canada on the weekend. Yeah, because that's back when you didn't need a passport. Yeah, when you didn't need a passport. We always go to Canada. We spend a weekend, go to Canada on the weekend, go go to Syracuse, New York, uh, like that, and travel and do stuff just to see, you know, different parts of, of different, different parts of the country. So you got to get out there and enjoy yourself because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. If you can afford it, everybody can't do these things like like we because everybody's financial situation ain't the same. And so with us, it was because of the government. 
because I was in the military, I, we traveled. And they paid for everything we traveled to. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, I remember um, when we was younger, me, you, and Larry, we used to go to the gyms <laughs> and, and run the people off the gyms. And they was like, that's your father? Because you was out there beasting with them because you could keep up with them. Because, you know, I mean, you you still run every day now, even yep. to this day. So, like, it wasn't it wasn't no surprise to us that you was keeping up with them. But they were just, like, shocked. Like, oh, that's your father? Like, out here running with us? Oh, yeah. Because it's like, we used to do that. You and Larry used to want to play against me and Brian in the backyard. We get out there and start playing. And, and Brian, like, he shaking his stuff. <laughs> I can get on him. He he don't want to act right <laughs> and stuff. And y'all be talking doors to us and then so it, it like I used to get out there with you and play around with you in the backyard. And but you know and then that's that was our start. You know that's what I'm saying. It's just that quality time. We go to the gym, run around in the gym, play ball, and run up and down the court all the time. And people. Oh yeah, yeah, uh huh. Oh, you thought you could do something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so like, I I know what you mean. Like, you know, the memories and because I remember all that stuff. Like, you know, what I'm saying it was, it was good times for sure. Um, you know, you I mean, you taught me about like working on cars because you know you would be out there working on it, and you know you'll let me do be like hands on and stuff like that. So. Yeah, because it's like, I always tell y'all, learn more than one thing in life. Need to know more than one thing, how to do more than one thing. Because when you just know one thing, you limit it. You limit yourself to just knowing one thing. And so, that's what it is. And you don't want to limit yourself. And so, that's the main thing. You don't want to limit yourself to just knowing one thing. You want to know more than one thing. If it's just peeling around with underneath the sink or putting a faucet in or just looking. But now the cars they got now, you ain't going to be able to work on. Like, the only thing you're really going to do now is change the spark plug and change the oil. That's the only thing. Everything else is electric. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's it. But you still want to learn more than one thing. But it's just like you were saying about pushing y'all to do things. I never wanted, it's just like Brian, I always felt like he had to go to college because I was going to school. I was just going just to go. But it wasn't like I want, he had to go to college. But he didn't really want it. That's something he didn't really know he wanted. Then I just say, okay, do what you do what you want to do, but make sure you do something you like doing. But that's the main thing. You got to, Everybody want to push their kid to be this star athlete, that star athlete. It's good to do it, but, you know, if that's what they want to do, let them pick pick what they want to do. You Because you, after a while, they ain't going to like it doing it. Yeah. All right, man. So you got so you got any tips for any of the fathers out there? Only tips I mainly have is just enjoy the time with your kids while they're young because when they reach 16 – they ain't no more in your life no more. They done disappeared. They done did a Houdini on you. They ain't, 
They don't want, all the time they want to see daddy. If they need some, daddy, I need this. <laughs> daddy, I need that. But that's after after they turn 16, they gone. They don't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> they, get, they out there with their friends. It's just like y'all. Soon y'all get, turn, soon you turn 16, got your driver's license, whoo, disappeared. <laughs> I ain't, all the time I hear from you, oh, when you went to college, you needed something. Oh, dad, uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. My car messed up or uh, uh, whatever. And so that that's the main thing. That's that's it. The quality time you want to spend with your kids. Those are times you're going to remember more so than anything. Else. And so you ain't going to remember all the other, the money and all the other stuff. You ain't going to remember all of that stuff. The only thing you're going to remember is the, it's the quality time you spend with your kid, what you did with your kid. Because with me, I don't know how to raise a female because I never had a female. So I don't know what to do. And, hey, I just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah, man, some good advice. So, I mean, uh, any any shout-outs, any plugs, anything you want to do before we get off? Well, Brian, take care of that boy. <laughs> you just take care of yourself. That's all I can say. And all the fathers out there, just think about the quality time. No matter if you're with the woman or not, it's, it's make sure you spend quality time with with your kid. That's what they want more than anything. They enjoy that. They could be LeBron James and making millions of dollars, and they'll remember the quality times you spent with them. They don't remember the money you giving their mother for child support or nothing like that. They remember all the times you spent with them. If you took them to McDonald's or Burger King or, or whatever, take them to anywhere, just to the park and just run around in the park with them. Do something like that. That's the best thing you could do for them. All right, man. Well, that's some good advice. I appreciate you getting on here. You know, the people been wanting to hear from you, you know. You you let them in on some of my secrets, but it's all right. Yeah, that's good. But everything gonna work out, work itself out. So, yep. Okay. Um. But yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you getting on here. Uh, love you, man. Love you too. Thanks for love, getting on love here. For you. All right, man. Appreciate it.